Welcome to this week's edition of Ocean Allison, where I bring you the best in ocean science, education, and conservation through conversations with people who are creating positive change for the ocean. This week's podcast episode is brought to you by you, the listeners. A big thank you to everyone that's contributed a dollar or more per episode via my subscription-based funding platform at patreon.com slash oceanallison. For those that haven't, visit patreon.com slash oceanallison to watch my video and learn more about how you can help keep the podcast episodes coming. The Ocean and I greatly appreciate your support. And now to this week's episode. This week's Ocean Advocates are Morgan Vaisali and Jocelyn Ennevoldson. Mo and Joe are environmental scientists and activists that just completed a 1,200-mile expedition along the California Coastal Trail. Hi, Mo and Joe. Welcome to the show. Hi, Allison. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, very excited to have you both on the show today. For listeners, Mo and Joe are tuning in. They are together. They kind of come as a package deal. So uh, very excited to have both of you on the show today. And to give listeners a little bit of background, I found Mo and Joe and their California Coastal Trail expedition on social media sometime earlier this year. They're on Instagram as Mojo Coastwalk. Mojo is obviously Morgan and Jocelyn their name shortened. So Mojo Coast Walk. And um, a big reason for them doing this walk is to raise awareness about the California Coastal Trail, that it just exists because many people don't really know that it exists. And I did know that it exists before I came across them, but I really, it really got me thinking more about it and really wondering, you know, why would these two girls be doing this? And so I, I started learning more about the importance of it and some other aspects that we'll get into shortly. But in doing more research on the California Coastal Trail and being more interested in it and, you know, obviously also knowing I'm going to have this conversation with you guys on the podcast, I read a really interesting thing that honestly shocked me. The first proposal for a continuous trail that spanned the California coastline was actually submitted in the 1970s. Um, It's now 2016, so that was quite a long time ago. In terms of policy and law, can you guys give us a brief history of of the CCT and from that first proposal till now in terms of in terms of policies and laws that have been passed? Sure. Well, the California Coastal Trail was actually part of the Coastal Act of 1976, and the idea is to provide a continuous public path spanning the length of California's entire coastline to ensure public access for generations to come. So as far as laws and policy go, there were predecessors to the Coastal Act. It mentioned earlier, but the Coastal Act of California is one of our most important coastal laws. And another cool thing about it, too, is that the California Coastal Trail was first called out as a citizen's initiative. So it was really the people of California that brought this idea to vote and got it put into law. And it's now part of the California Constitution through the Coastal Act. So that means that it's the right of the public to access the coastline. Okay, so so by law in California, it's the right of the public to access the coastline via this coastal trail or something. But 
the coastal trail is not continuous. So is California breaking its own law or what's happening here? So according to the California Constitution, the public has the right to access up to the mean high tide line. So that basically means the wet sand. However, the routes that we take to get to the wet sand, some of those would potentially be on private property. And so right now, where the California Coastal Trail will hopefully exist is owned by over 100 jurisdictions. And so slowly but surely, new sections of trail are being added every year. But it's super challenging to get all of those different landowners to work together to build a continuous trail that goes all the way from the border of Oregon to the border of Mexico along the coast. And so why do you guys think it's taken this long and it's still obviously not even near complete? I've read things that it's two thirds complete, maybe less. Why is it taking so long? Is it because of all those jurisdictions that are involved? Exactly. And it's a process. There are some lands that are already open to the public, but there are some places where we're still working on that. And That's the job of the California Coastal Conservancy, which is the state agency that works with all these different jurisdictions to make the trail a reality. And so to you two, you know, you obviously you went on this 1200 mile long expedition, walking most of it, biking some of it along the California coast. What does the California Coastal Trail represent to you? The reason we were so inspired about the California Coastal Trail is the fact that we're scientists and conservationists, and when you get someone out to the coast, they're absolutely going to want to protect it. Once they're there, they see how special this place is and how important it is to protect it. So when we dream about a completed California coastal trail. We're also dreaming about generations of future coastal stewards that will find inspiration on the trail and work to become good environmental citizens. And that's so important in the world that we're living in today. So we see the trail as a way to get people out to the coast, be inspired, and want to protect it. And so you two actually met at UCSB. You were getting your master's at the Bren School of Environmental Science and Management. And you were getting your master's in coastal marine resource management. Afterwards, you both got really amazing opportunities to be California Sea Grant Fellowship awardees. And so you got really amazing opportunities with the California Sea Grant Fellowships. You got to work at some really cool institutions and get more into the science of California ecosystems and the coastal management of those California ecosystems. I'm wondering, though, where did the inspiration and really the idea come from to do something like this? I mean, it's not just an everyday thought like, oh, let's walk the length of California. Um <laughs> You know, where where did that idea and inspiration come from once you got your master's and you were in these fellowship positions? Well, our entire friendship is based off of the love of the ocean. That's what we do together. We are either at the beach, going to the beach, or planning our next time to go to the beach together. So it was a natural thing once we heard about the trail to want to do the whole thing and spend a lot of time together on the beach doing our favorite thing, beach walking. 
So I had a fellowship with the State Coastal Conservancy, actually working on something different, the Southern California Wetlands Recovery Project. But I heard about the California Coastal Trail because it is the goal 1A strategic objective of this entire state agency is to build the California Coastal Trail. So I started looking into it because I had never heard of the California Coastal Trail before. I grew up in Ventura. I spent a lot of time on the beach here. And the boardwalk in Ventura is part of the Coastal Trail. And I had never heard about it. So when I heard about the CCT, I looked into it more and learned that it was actually part of a law from 1976, and it was still about only halfway complete. And I wondered what we could do to help get this process going. So Morgan and I decided to do a public awareness campaign, reaching out to different organizations along the way, reaching out to the public, and getting the word out about the California Coastal Trail. Who did you guys partner with in order to do this? I believe you got a grant from California Trail Association. Is that right? Yeah. So the California Coastal Trail Association is a nonprofit organization that basically works on um, helping to get the CCT completed. And so um, we became trail ambassadors for the CCTA. And together we applied for a grant from the State Coastal Conservancy to produce some interpretive content about the trail for this new mobile app they're building called Explore the Coast. And so it was really through the support of the CCTA and the Coastal Conservancy and countless other friends and organizations and partners that helped us get down the coast. The trail, like I, like I mentioned before, it was a little over 1,200 miles. It took you guys about three months to do it. From just a physical and logistics standpoint, what actually went into making this expedition happen, you know, from planning to just the day-to-day of like being physically fit enough to do this? So we started planning for this expedition, you know, a year in advance, and we had our itinerary basically planned out day by day of how many miles we were going to get in, where we were going to camp that night. And then we had our best friend, Allison, who um, would come and meet up with us at different parts along the trail and bring supplies and camp with us. And so we really couldn't have done it without her um, in terms of just providing support for us all the way down the coast. She was an amazing part of the team. Just a side note for listeners, that's a different Allison, not me. <laughs> yes, yes. Allison and Ryan are, are third amiga. And then the day-to-day, I mean, we definitely were getting stronger the whole way down the coast. At the beginning, it was tough. We were sore and tired and um, had blisters. And, you know, walking through the soft sand would be really challenging some days. And also the slant of the beach, we didn't expect to kind of tweak our muscles and bodies in weird ways. But, you know, just being near the ocean pretty much the whole time kept us calm and focused and allowed us to push through those tough miles when they came. I have one thing to add. This is Joe. The physical demands of the journey were pretty extreme at some times, but it was also mentally challenging because we're working full time, taking photos, videos, and learning about the places that we were passing through to get it all together and share it with everyone on the new app, Explore the Coast. 
So it was mentally and physically challenging to be doing this giant endeavor, an expedition down the coast, but also working full time. You mentioned this app that the Coastal Conservancy is going to be putting out, Explore the Coast. What kind of content and data were you guys actually providing them with? Yeah, so um, we're providing them with a bunch of different interpretive points about interesting things along the coast. So biological features, cultural features, and those are in both video. We have short videos about those spots and also a bunch of photos and written materials. And then we're also really excited to provide some maps about the route that we took because the California Coastal Trail is a braided network. So in a lot of locations, there are different routes that you can take that keep you by the coast, but are, you know, different options. And so we're hoping that that map as well will help future hikers who want to get out and explore the CCT. And so in talking about the map that you guys are providing them with, with the actual route that you guys took, what were some of the highlight areas where you really had to go away from the coast pretty far, or you really had to go out of your way to try to continue down the coastline in in not such an easy way? Yeah, there were um, definitely some big roadblocks along the way. There's a couple big military bases where we had to go really far inland because the whole coastline is just restricted access. Um, There are some sections in Southern California where we were having to climb over lots of seawalls and riprap and under people's homes because, you know, these structures are basically built out into the ocean now at this point. The the beaches eroded away. And so those were just a couple of the roadblocks that we experienced along the way. And so having completed it now, you know, I I read the stat earlier that people say it's about two thirds continuous down the California coast. Having completed it, what is your guys actual experience showing? How complete is the California Coastal Trail? Well, right now we are actually in the process of analyzing our route because we took really meticulous notes the whole way down the coast of where we thought, you know, this trail's in great condition and, oh man, we're walking on the highway here and there's no shoulder and it is really a rough part that we wouldn't recommend to other people. And so we're basically in the process of now geo-referencing all of our notes that will allow us to really get a good calculation of how much of the trail, you know, we felt was complete. And so stay tuned. We'll have a a better number out soon. In addition to collecting all this data and you know, taking photos and taking videos for this new app, Explore the Coast, you guys were also including and inviting other people, you know, in the California areas that you were walking through to come actually walk with you or hang out with you or you'd speak to them or something like that. Can you talk about the importance of including people in your expedition? The exchange of energy that we had with different people all up and down the coast was an incredible part of our journey. Um, It was a huge source of inspiration for us. It really did keep us moving down the coast, learning about people's experience with their local section of beach, why it's important to them, and then us being able to share our story and our journey and tell people about the trail Everyone we spoke to was so excited about the California Coastal Trail, even if they had never heard of it before. And just being able to get that feedback was really amazing for us. And we're so thankful for everybody who we were able to engage with down the coast. It was really a special part of our journey. 
in addition to that, even you guys definitely kept yourself busy during this expedition. Um, you met up with several nonprofits in different areas along the California coastline, for instance, Surfrider and a number of others. Can you talk about why you were meeting and visiting with different nonprofits along the coast? So engaging the environmental community in the story of the California Coastal Trail is so important because the only way this trail is going to get completed is if the entire community works together with your neighbors to the north, with your neighbors to the south. So we wanted to get an idea of all of the different coastal nonprofits there are out there and start building a network of connected coastal stewards all up and down the whole coast. Because we think that, yes, while it's important to have this great sense of local pride, also it's important to be part of the bigger community and work together so that everyone can be on the same page about coastal stewardship and being a community to make it happen. And and so if these nonprofits like Surfrider and others that you met with, if these nonprofits really start to put the California Coastal Trail and completing it, getting it completed at the front of their to-do list, what kind of impact do you think that that will have? Well, we hope it'll be a really positive impact and it'll help to get the trail completed just because it's so important for people to know that this is law in California. It's our right to access the beach and the California Coastal Trail is how we get there. So we hope that by doing this walk and by providing an educational opportunity about the California Coastal Trail, it will help move it forward in a direction of being completed. Yeah, and I think it's really great that you're not only interacting with the public and getting them involved, but interacting more specifically with nonprofits that can really make some change and, and get the issue on the front lines as well. So that's awesome. One thing I have to ask, we've been talking about how, you know, it's the law, you need to have access to the coast and, you know, the California Coastal Trail will provide that. And you mentioned that there's several military bases where you weren't allowed to access the coast and you had to go far away from it. I'm wondering how will that ever get resolved? I mean, how will citizens ever be able to access the coast where there's a military base or will it never be possible? Yeah, that's a great question. For national security purposes, we understand that there are places that might need to be out of access of the public, but we do see a lot of opportunities to work in cooperation with the military because there are paths through those bases that you can do all your normal security processes, but then invite people through to get to the other side of the California Coastal Trail. And that actually is how they do it down in San Diego County at Camp Pendleton. We were allowed to ride our bikes through the entire base, and that's where the California Coastal Trail is routed. So in some places, you're not allowed to walk on the sand. And who's to say what's going to happen with that in the future? But in a lot of places, there are opportunities for routes that are closer to the coast rather than having to go all the way around the military bases, which is what we had to do sometimes. Okay, that's interesting. So some military bases are actually allowing you to go through them, you know, whether it's on the sand or not. They're actually, you know, kind of trying to make it work with the California Coastal Trail. So I, I feel like that provides some hope that maybe all the military bases can can allow that at some point. So that that's really cool to learn. I wasn't aware of that. 
And so you guys mentioned that obviously sometimes on this expedition it was physically challenging, sometimes it was mentally challenging, sometimes you had to really jump through some hoops to get where you were trying to go. Um, and you talked about how your love for the ocean really brought you to this and really kept you going. So I'm wondering, while you were on this walk all the way along the California coast, were there any specific times where the ocean really provided you with some inspiration, whether it was you saw a specific animal or you just saw a really healthy-looking ecosystem? What were some highlight areas or instances that you experienced where the ocean really gave you some you know, invigorated motivation to keep going? That's an easy one. I mean, there were so many moments. I could I could name a thousand, but I could name one for each mile we went through. I could name 1,200, but <laughs> one really speaks out. We were walking on the Lost Coast, which is a section, a remote section of Northern California beaches where the highway doesn't access it closely. So it's very remote, the Lost Coast, and we're backpacking, and it was a long haul. It was some some tricky terrain. We came around a corner and we looked and there was an otter with a lingcod in its mouth in the tide pools as we came around this point. And it looked up at us and it scurried away and the lingcod wiggled loose. And we were like, no, oh no, we disturbed this otter. And then it caught the lingcod again, grabbed it and scurried off into the ocean, and we just thought, wow, that is the coolest animal encounter we've seen. Lingcod, massive, awesome fish, otter, so charismatic, and it just kept us going. We loved it. Wow, that's really amazing. And what about any tide pooling experiences? Did you guys go to see any really like healthy tide pool ecosystems? Because obviously that's the main ecosystem that you're seeing as you're walking down the coast. Yeah, we got to see some incredible tide pools at Patrick's Point State Park up in Humboldt County. California State Parks, man, they are amazing. That was another big takeaway for us is just they do an amazing job of just protecting the coast and also providing places for people to experience it. But the tide pools at Patrick's Point, we um, were lucky enough to get to meet with an environmental scientist from state parks, and she showed us all of the different nudibranchs. We found Hopkins rose, these bright bubblegum pink nudibranchs. They have over 60 species of algae growing in these tide pools, including some amazing iridescent algae. Um, we saw, you know, sea stars, urchins, anemones, crabs, little uh, sculpin. It was an amazing experience. And yeah, we're so thankful for the people who are working at those tide pools to, to protect them and to educate people about the species that are there. Okay, so in talking about some really great highlights that you guys saw along the California coast, um, I want to bring up, you know, a bit of a sadder topic, but what were some experiences that you guys had in terms of like seeing pollution or seeing an ecosystem that looked really unhealthy? Because obviously this isn't just about raising awareness about how great the California coast is. It's also about raising awareness about, you know, some of the issues that these ecosystems are facing right now? What, w what were some things you guys saw? Great question. One of the things that slightly alarmed me was the lack of kelp forests that we saw. Growing up in California, that was a mainstay in the view, looking out to the ocean, 
you always saw kelp forests. I mean, when we were walking down the coast, there were not as many kelp forests in the offshore places that I remembered or would expect. There's a lot of research going on about giant kelp and how it's faring with climate change and ocean acidification, but it's something to keep an eye out, and I was I was alarmed about it. What about in terms of pollution that you guys saw? Was there any serious threats in terms of that? Yeah, I would say two big things that really stuck out for us. I mean, one is obviously single-use plastics. We saw them all up and down the coast, um, especially straws and balloons are two things that were kind of like, these things shouldn't exist anymore because they're filling up our oceans with trash. And then the other thing was really infrastructure that isn't being used anymore, that is basically just, you know, derelict stairs and things like that that are out into the ocean now and just falling apart and becoming debris. And so those are two things that kind of were tough for us to see as we walked down the coast, for sure. So we talked about what the California Coastal Trail represents to you. What do you guys think it would really mean to California and the citizens of California and really the citizens of the world because anybody can come here and, you know, enjoy the California Coastal Trail. What do you think it it really would represent to have a completed coastal trail? I think a completed California Coastal Trail would really just tell the world that we value this coastline, that we understand that it's scenic beauty and what it provides to us for mental and physical health is just something that you can't put a price on. And it's something that we want to preserve for ourselves and for generations to come so that everybody can enjoy this amazing resource. Awesome. Well, for listeners, if you guys are inspired by what Mo and Joe are doing, their expedition that they walk the California Coastal Trail and the app that they're going to be coming out with the Coastal Conservancy soon called Explore the Coast. You guys can learn more about their expedition and what they're going on to do in the future by visiting their website. It's mojocoastwalk.com. That's M-O-J-O coastwalk.com. And I'll also link to their Facebook and Instagram so you guys can find them there at Mojo Coastwalk and send them some messages, tell them they're inspiring and congratulations for finishing this amazing expedition or connect with them. Maybe you have some ideas, maybe you have some opinions, some questions, whatever you've got, you can connect with them via their website or their Facebook, Instagram. And I will link to those when I post this podcast episode. And Mo and Joe, I want to thank you both so much for all the positive change that you're creating for the ocean. Like you said, you love the ocean, but you really took it to another level by really being a voice for this California Coastal Trail and wanting to raise awareness and wanting this to get completed. And it's really amazing what you're doing. So thank you so much. And I also want to thank you for both being on the podcast today. I really enjoyed talking with you. Thank you so much, Allison. Yeah, thanks for everything you do, Ocean Allison. You just heard Morgan Vaisali and Jocelyn Ennevoldson, environmental scientists and activists that just completed a 1,200-mile expedition along the California Coastal Trail. To learn more about the topics discussed in this podcast, visit my website at alisonrandolph.com and tune into next week's episode to hear another conversation between me and someone creating positive change for the ocean.